aka Patters. Welcome to episode 546 of aka Pads, the film buff podcast. Peter A. DeLuca here. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for joining me on this journey. What And what exactly is the film buff's journey? Well, I don't know. I think it's ambitious. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's nuts. I think it's worth discussing our journey, you and me. We're going to talk about every single movie ever made. Now, we're taking a little swerve. We're going back to 1981, and we're still talking Shazam, the C.C. Beck wannabe Superman, because that's, that's really what he's referred to and looked at nowadays, but he's not. C.C. Beck created Billy Batson, and Billy Batson, once he says Shazam, which is the power of the wizard that granted him this power, he turns into a big, red, lightning-wielding, indestructible machine that technically, technically on all terms, Shazam should be able to house the Man of Steel. Shazam should be able to beat up the Man of Steel because the Man of Steel's only weakness, uh, and weakness with anything for that matter, is magic. Man of Steel can, he's a Boy Scout, Superman's a Boy Scout, he can outwill you, he can outpower you. But no one in the universe can outdo magic. Because magic is what we call a MacGuffin. Yeah, magic just works the way it's supposed to work to solve the plot. Now, everything I've just said has nothing to do with this cartoon series. This cartoon series, I enjoyed. I loved exploring this cartoon series that is available right now for free on YouTube. It's uh, And it, that's okay. I don't like to promote uh free viewing free downloads uh you know anything without paying because i do feel like we should pay for all of our content and everything we consume i'm not into stealing media uh long i a long-standing position on that but when that media is really not available on at any other source meaning uh, i i can't go to amazon prime google play doesn't have it the apple store doesn't have it I, I, and I need to watch it, I'm watching it. And, th- this, and this is true because I can watch some of the episodes of the Shazam 1970, what's it, 1976, 1974 live action TV series that we did one episode ago. Some of that's available for free on YouTube. Uh, at the time, I watched that on Tubi. And I, I could only get one episode in before it was uh, taken off or, or before I caught it before, you know, because things become available and be, they become unavailable or dis, disavailable if we're going to create new terms here. But anyway, go to YouTube. You can check this show out. And why do I love this show? Well, this show has Tony the Tiger that goes back to the original years, the original publication years, the original text, as I call the gospel years of Shazam, and he's in there, and we have Dudley, the goofy uncle, we have all the characters, we have the Shazam family, the promo, the opening, the introduction of this cartoon tries to hit home what the idea is, and it does, but we kind of see how Shazam started to fade at this point and it's it's very simple and the other environment let's just take the superhero environment you got to take this into note before i make my my next point everything was dc dc had more animation 
DC had better hours and availability for their animation. DC had the Adam West TV show, the live-action Wonder Woman, multiple iterations of a, of a live-action Superman by 1981. They were leading. They were stomping Marvel into the ground. At one point, the only halfway decent live-action anything that Marvel had was the Incredible Hulk TV show, and it later got tainted with uh, poorly conceived and executed TV movies that included Daredevil and Thor. Really disappointing. I remember watching those as a kid. Nothing but disappointment. And then we had 1989 roll around. Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Batman, Jack Nicholson. Potentially the second greatest superhero movie of all time. But everything was DC live action. Really until Iron Man. Until Iron Man, what, 2007, came and destroyed everything. And, and even right now, took over. And everything's been Marvel ever since 2007. But DC was the media king. DC was the king of bringing their characters to newer audiences through different media. And Marvel. Uh, people forget that Marvel was positioned a few times through its history before it was acquired by Disney to be an animation house first. Uh, there was movements even in, in the late 70s going into the early 80s to make Marvel into an animation house and slowly back out of the comic book production. With all of that being said, this series runs 12, maybe 13 episodes. Did a little bit of research going into sitting down. And that this was a part of a, basically a kid's hour. Let's get the name. The Kid Superhero Hour with Shazam. And these episodes are goofy. Getting back to, to, to my bigger point real quick. But are uh, they are goofy, but they're greatly, they're awesomely goofy. But getting back, to, <laughs> I'm leapfrogging here. But getting back to my big point is when we go through the intro of this, we see iterations of Shazam. There's a Shazam family. There's a kid Shazam, a grown-up Shazam, a Shazam girl, a Shazam whatever, and a whatever, and a whatever. And DC was big on this. DC was really big on doing these families. Marvel comic book wise was not. Uh, Marvel didn't adopt the family. We'll say like eventually Hulk got a family. And uh, eventually Spider-Man not only had a family. But he had a Spider-Man family. Like iterations of himself. That's a modern day move by Marvel. It's one of the worst moves you can make. DC never really recovered. Even with their storyline Crisis of Infinity Arts, DC never really recovered in streamlining their heroes and making things coherent to the point of you uh, having a vested interest in it. DC always was a character you liked that you wanted to read, and the tapestry of such was not as detailed and easy to follow as Marvel had for really, you can kind of argue, 40 years over DC. But the point I'm getting at is when we watch this intro, we're confused. And that's the big takeaway here. 
the Shazam 1981 children's TV sh- TV animation TV show where they constantly refer to Shazam as uh, you know, like a big red doofus, a, the big red. Uh, they always make references, which again goes into the the early days of the comic. It's a confusing idea. It's a little too big. It's a little too large. That's what she said. Shazam should have just been Captain Marvel. Should have just been Shazam. Should have been him and the wizard. Wizard teaching him lessons. Him fighting Mr. Mind. And whatever ridiculous villain comes along. And that's that's perfect. Because we're there. We can follow it. We can adapt Shazam from that point into other media. But when we deal with the Shazam family. And this is something that the new movie Shazam Fury of the Gods and keep in mind all the hype for Shazam Fury of the Gods when I talk about hype I'm talking about my excitement that movie someone killed itself at the end of the previous movie when the Shazam family was revealed and we go into this movie with just endless Shazams endless Captain Marvels Uh, you know the idea doesn't seem as as unique doesn't seem as fun. The journey of Billy Batson originally being homeless, being downtrodden, being abused by society, getting the short end of the stick. It goes for not as soon as you introduce Miss Marvel or Mary Marvel or the rest of the members of the Shazam family. We take away from this. And we really see it in this opening intro. And that's why this opening intro is so important. But along the way, I mean, we get Black Adam. We get all the original villains. We get all the original ideas. But that intro and the other Shazam characters to take away the heat. And then at this point, at this point in history, in comic book history... And even in like the superhero history and the history of media, Shazam really never recovered from this cartoon series. We had we had one other animated uh, focus, which was a DC showcase where it was a 10-minute short. We will talk about that specifically coming up. But we will take a little bit of a break because up next, I don't know about you guys, I feel like talking about Revenge of the Nerds. One and two. I'm sorry. We're, we are doing both Revenge of the Nerds back to back. Because we're the film buff here, guys. Yeah, and look. These cartoons, they're available on YouTube. Go check them out. It's important to understand that until this point, until the Superman movie, Shazam was still toe-to-toe with the Man of Steel in focus and popularity when it comes to DC Comics. The movie, the, the the Richard Donner, Christopher Reeve Superman movie, completely destroyed this character. Because after, after this, we get super friends. We get superpowers. And Superman now is solidified in the center of the DC comics, in the center of the DC universe. He is the Justice League. He is this. He is that. He is the origin story. He is the power. And we would have maybe 20 years uh, until Shazam would, would come back. And the focus of Shazam overpowering the Man of Steel, once he would ever premiere in uh, like a reintroduction, 
kind of goes for not. It, it gets forgotten. And that's the real tragedy. But this series, if you really want to, if you don't want to read the original comics, and you want to get a feeling of why children went crazy for this guy back in the day, this cartoon nails it. Because it's goofy, ridiculous, and perfectly, perfectly superhero. And in a larger sense, perfectly DC Comics. You know, we look at Spider-Man as being perfectly Marvel for all kinds of reasons. Same with Shazam. Same with Captain Marvel. The name, the name getting lost, the name getting resurrected, the Marvel stealing the name. It's all, all a part of this character's history now. It doesn't mean it takes away from where he should be and even now. And I, I've been long on record for saying this. Shazam Fury of the Gods, the failure of that, the way how James Gunn sacrificed that movie, it's horrible. And he should be called out for it because we need a strong Shazam for anything DC. We really do. Shazam should be more powerful than Superman. He should be stronger. He should be woodier. He should be tougher. He should be everything Superman cannot be because Superman is connected to Earth in a different way. The way that Shazam uses his powers, it's strictly, strictly for good. There is no ambiguity, ambiguality. Can I even say that? But there's no question. And Superman uh, will question it. Superman will, will wrestle with the idea of good versus evil. Shazam will not. Very different characters. Very different power sets. And it's just, you know, just talking to you guys about this. It, it does upset me. It does, I don't know, fuel my fire a little bit. We're still moving forward, a.k.a. Patters. We got Revenge of the Nerds coming. We have uh, more intro. You know, like, we're, I'm still rebranding all of this. Uh, that's, you know, a little bit too long in the making, but I am taking my time. I'm going back and forth with, with touching on some of it. We're still live streaming. We're doing videos on YouTube every single day. We're drawing comic book pages every day. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Uh, all of you, I appreciate every single ounce, every single piece of energy that you guys give me. Find new ways, new free ways to support me by leaving comments, retweeting, reposting, uh, just getting some of my content out there. That's free. You guys can do that. Uh, I thank you all who are already doing it. But rock and roll. I love you guys. Goodbye.